What's up, everybody? I'm TJ. And I'm Kelsey. And we are the, the Nashville, Nashville Wine Duo. Duo. What's up, everyone? What's podcast. Up? We are so excited. First, well, really, I mean, we've done a podcast about music and music artists before, but this one is a Nashville native, born and raised well, in the Nashville area. In the Nashville area, yes. Close. 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 Unionville. Yes, sir. Deshaun and Jarellis Cortner. Yes. Nashville's finest. Well, and it's one that we're doing a couple, too. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Thank, Thank you, for you for having, having us. us. Yes. Thank you. We so, came across your music on Instagram. Yes, sir. And uh, really, really found it intriguing 
the depth of your lyrics and just the sound overall was just really, really cool. So thank you. Thank so you. happy you agreed to do the podcast with us. Thank you. Yeah. So we really just wanted to kind of open it up for you to kind of talk about, yeah, who you are, how you got started, um, your music, your love for music. So, and then maybe how you two got oh, started. Oh, yeah. Love yeah. story. Love, love story. <laughs> well, for me, music started it like 12 years old, but it started out, I was doing poetry before I started doing actual music. And uh, around 13, I met a cousin that was into music, like he made beats and stuff. So he was on the producer side and uh, he introduced me to the world of beats. And it was like, you know, poetry is music just without music. So without the beats behind it. So he kind of taught me, took me and taught me how to like write to beats and stuff like that. So, but I didn't really get, get really good and started in music till I was like 16. And uh, that's when we got together. Well, so, you guys got together when you were 16? Well, yeah. well we met. I, so just last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A whole long year. Yeah, a year ago. It's but, been a stressful <laughs> Yeah. Um, I didn't really start start getting big into it until actually really two years ago. I started recording music at 16. Mm -hmm. But the song that you heard this year, um, Sun Goes Down, that was my, I guess you would say, my monumental moment to say, this is the lane I want to be in. This is the message I want to give to the people. But I've been doing music for like 16 years. I love that song, by the way. Thank that's you. A, that's a track. I love Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Did you hear the new one? I did. Loving Myself yeah. Better? Yeah. Yep. Seen yeah. the video. I'm, uh, Actually, I'm a fan. Actually, before you guys came over, he like put it on. He's like, I got to get the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not supposed to say my secrets. Yeah. <laughs> we were in the car just <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I breathing, car breathing treatment. <laughs> Going to get my nerves out the way. <laughs> we got this. Sergeant, so just gonna talk about. So, your music. what is like the inspiration behind your music? The inspiration behind my music. Yeah. Trying to reach the people that don't feel like they can use their own voice, because you know there's people that feel like you like everywhere, but not everybody feels like they have the ability or the capability to put their voice in out there. You know, some people like to play the background, and for me, it's like. I know I have a gift. I was born with a gift. So let me be that voice for the people. Now, it used to not be like that. I used to be an artist that wanted to fit in with the criteria. So I wanted to be the gangster rapper. And I was never, I was far from gangster. You know, mm -hmm. I just wanted to fit in with that because that's what everybody else was doing. And two years ago, I had to sit myself down and go, what are you really doing with music? Like, because the music I was making, is it was, it was making an impact, but it was making the wrong impact. And I didn't want to play into the corruption anymore. So I had to find myself, find my lane and say, hey, I've struggled with mental health. There's people that struggle with mental health. Let me talk to them about that. And that's been received way better than the stuff I was doing before. So my inspiration is just to reach as many people that feel like me or have felt like me that I feel like I can I can coach them. I can lead them into a to a better future. Interesting. OK, so when you did kind of two years ago, you had that revelation, the people that were digging the music before. Did you kind of, I mean, have they stayed on with you and you've kind of won them over or kind of what's been the response from the people that like the earlier stuff versus now? Honestly, I think since I have did the switch, it's been a whole new group of people oh. because a um, few years back, I had tried to make a switch, tried to go more from rapping to singing and people did not like that. So 
at that time, I caught a lot of slack, like, oh, you need to stick to doing this. This is what we like. And it's like, I kept trying to put myself into this box because people are telling me this is the version of me they like. This is the version. And it just got old. It's like, if I can't be myself, then I don't I don't want to do it. Yeah. Like, you can ask her. I've tried to quit music so many times. Like, she will not let me quit music. <laughs> like, I have tried to just hang up the towel so many times because it's like, I don't want to fit everybody else's box. I want to be who I am, you know? Uh, so, yeah, I did lose quite a few of the, the first crowd, but I've, I've earned, I'm not going to say, I don't want to say a better crowd because I don't want to say that anybody's better, but I feel mm-hmm. like I've earned a crowd that needs to hear what I'm saying. Yeah. That's how I'll put it. I, I've earned the people that needs to hear what I'm saying. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. not everybody's going to be receptive to healing. And right. that's what my music is about right now. It's, it's not that I don't have more fun music that'll come out later on down the line, but right now it's about healing. Yeah. And that's what the world needs. And the ones that need it, they'll, they'll take on to it. And the ones that don't, want to you know they'll catch up later (laughs) (laughs) what made you want to talk about kind of mental health and because that's a serious topic you know and i I feel like if you are gonna sing about that and talk about that like it definitely it's got to be a passion of yours and and it's a personal thing so what kind of launched you into be like hey if i'm going through this somebody else is going through this so what Uh, was that journey like about three, three, four years ago, like I was very close to suicide, like super, super close to like, I didn't want to be here no more. And I, I feel like a lot of people have been in that place, but like, it's the scariest place I've ever been in in my life where I'm literally sitting by myself ready to, you know, I don't really want to go into mm-hmm. detail, yeah. detail, but yeah, I was, I was at the edge of that. And, and I looked up and I seen a picture of my kids and that's what saved me from that moment. Like if it hadn't have been for that, I wouldn't be sitting here in front of you today. Wow. And I took that experience three years after that. It's like I just heard a beat and I just started writing. And after I put the song together, I realized it was me telling that that same story that I had went through. And so I was like, OK, this feels good Like to be able to actually write because I hadn't talked to nobody about it for the longest. I didn't even talk to her about it, even though I knew she knew <laughs> like, she intuitive. had that woman's <laughs> intuition. But I didn't talk to her about it. I didn't talk to nobody about it. So, so you knew he was struggling? You knew I he knew. was kind of battling with I the knew. inner demons and stuff? Yeah, I knew. Yeah. And all I could do was pray. Because, yeah. I mean, I feel like intuitively God gave me the knowing. Yeah. But I also had to take a step back. I had to let him figure it out. Mm. But still be there in the background in case it went too far, you know? But I, I knew. I always did. Mm. Wow. Yeah, but thank God I'm still here. <laughs> thank God I'm still here because now going through that just showed me what my purpose is here. And that is to help people that's been there because not everybody makes it out of that place. Right. Not everybody. Unfortunately, not everybody has that thing that just pulls them out and says, oh, no, I got a reason to live. Right. So. Yeah. Well, and another thing, too, is I think that um, and just statistics and things that I've read um, is men typically are probably more quiet about these kind of things. Absolutely. Um, and I think this has been a conversation that's been happening more over the last couple of years of just like men needing to share that they also have mental health struggles and they can deal with depression and things like that. And um, not always have to just be like, you know, have this tough exterior, um, especially like, you know, if you have the weight of like a family on your shoulders and providing and like all this stuff that it can be like, well, if I share that I'm, struggling mentally then like all that might fall apart or something like that um so i think that that is like pretty amazing for you as a man to be 
sharing these things because, you know, I think that that's been like a stigma to not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Men have had to uh, carry the tough guy role mm-hmm. for years. Like I, I, I come from a family of men that don't really show emotions. So I never knew what it was like to show emotions until I started putting it into my music. Like I didn't, I didn't never see my dad cry. I never saw my brother cry. My uncle, I thought it was something men didn't do. Mm-hmm. Like I just thought we was just, I don't know, alpha and just strong and we never broke until I had that moment. That's like, oh no, men do. They just, they hide it. Yeah, they suppress it. Yeah, yeah because once you come out and, and say what you've been going through, most people look at the man like they're weak, right. you know? And most men have such a big ego, they don't want to be looked at like, oh, I'm weak now. No, I don't care, man. Hey, I cry sometimes. Yeah. I feel things sometimes. I go through things sometimes. I, I battle with, you know, my own mental demons, however you want to put it. Like, I'm, I'm not afraid to say that I go through things now, you know, and I'm trying to put that in my sons as well. Like, man, don't ever think that you can't cry, that you can't express that that's, that's we're washing all of that away. Mm-hmm. That's that's an old state of mind. Like men feel and we feel heavy. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's good. It's good stuff. It's so good. <laughs> I was going to ask you about your sons too. Yeah. Like how y'all, cause you said you had kids, you had three kids and yeah. So thinking about that too, how you're like, we're going to break the cycle and teach them just how to express their emotions and stuff like that. Like, I think that that is really cool and like important as like these next generations are coming up, like that we do do different, you know, mm-hmm. like we learn from past generations and you know, yeah. That you can feel emotions like that's really awesome that you're doing that. So, yeah, 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 I yeah. try. I yeah. try. <laughs> There's a lot of generational um, patterns that we had to break, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Like with you being vulnerable. Yeah, vulnerability that wasn't taught. Was hard for it's me. something you had to yeah, learn for yourself. I had to learn that for myself. Like it's, nobody taught me about vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and I think honestly, as a woman, we should be their safe space. Mm. So where they are dealing with these things. They still feel like that strong man mm-hmm. yet are able to express their being yeah. and what they're going through as they're healing and providing that safe space to say, it's okay. Right. You know, I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to allow you to elevate with me. I think that's important also. Yeah. So did you guys have that like realization? Like when you, did you confront him and been like, I have known this has been going on. Like, what was that whole, would that look like between y- y'all? Like, talking through this and healing together? Um, We've always been friends from the beginning when we first met. It just, we just had this bond of friendship. And I feel like that's the foundation of it all with our relationship is no matter what, that's still my best friend. It don't matter where he goes in life. If he's with another person, it doesn't matter. He's still my best friend. We were there for each other through the thickest of situations. I've, I've dealt with rape, you know, and he was there for me. Mm. Uh, I have an older son whom I don't have custody of. That tore me apart. He was there for me. Mm. And it's kind of like that. Like, (laughs) we're there for each other regardless. Mm. Although I'm hard-headed at times. (laughs) We all have our stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, she does does well, like, letting me go through my my own thing because, like, a lot of times if I'm going through something, like I don't need somebody like right there in my face while I'm trying to figure it out because it just makes it worse. Right. Like, let me process what I'm feeling. And we do that for each other. Like we we give each other that space, but we also give each other that knowing that I'm here if you need me. But a lot of times when you're dealing with something that you've never dealt with before, you don't know. You don't know how to talk to a person about something you, you haven't processed. 
Like you don't understand it for yourself. So how could I sit here and be like, oh, well, this is where I'm going. I don't understand it yet. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we give each other that, that, that space to be like, okay, I don't know what it is you're going through. You might not even know what it is you're going through, but when, whenever you're ready to talk, I'm right here. And that, that's, that's kind of what gives us that perfect balance when it comes to dealing with mental health. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing. I mean, it, it takes work. You don't just get that overnight. It takes work. Mm. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Unionville, Tennessee. Yeah, country. Country. Cows. Tell me about it. Horses. <laughs> Born and raised. Just told you about it. <laughs> that's all. That, I that's just it. Told you about it. <laughs> Next one. Right Next there. question. <laughs> no, it, it really is that country. Like, well, you know, it's, it's evolved. Pre- yeah, it's evolved since I was a kid because, like, where I live now is like my uh, grandmother's old house. And right across the road from her when I was a kid, it was literally just nothing but a field of cows. Now we have a field of houses. So, you know, we, we got neighborhoods <laughs> popping up, but there's no like major stores out there. The, the biggest store we have is a Dollar General store. So we got a school down the road and it's not it's not a lot to see. though. So it's, re- it's peaceful. Like, yeah, I it's bet. Peaceful. I bet it's, it's very beautiful peaceful. out there. Yeah. Did you grow up like coming into the big city or Nashville to do things or um, kind of just stay out that way? Honestly, I'm just now getting into the Nashville scene. Okay, um, it's been more Chevyville for me because that's the, like the closest town to us. So Chevyville has been kind of like my stomping ground. Murfreesboro has been more so my stomping ground. But like, I'm just now getting into the Nashville scene. I love Nashville though. Yeah, I love Nashville. So my question then would be the growth in like Murfreesboro and Shelbyville, Nashville. Like you being born and raised here, I bet that's got to be insane. To yeah, yeah. <laughs> remembering where certain things were that's no longer there and, and seeing what they turned that into. And right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> like, and I, I'm wanting to move more towards like the Nashville Franklin area, but all in due time. Like I don't, I don't ever want to rush things, you know, it'll fall how it falls. Yeah. But I love it up here. Yeah. I do. We'd love to have you in Franklin. Yeah. I like it out here. It's been, it's been really cool living here, but it, I mean, there has been so many people, moving here it's been kind of crazy and i don't know like a lot of people from like california new york and then like they come here and they're like oh it's great and then like the summer hits like oh it's hot (laughs) 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 i don't know i like it as much as i thought i would but um you know that's been that's been interesting because i've I've lived in a lot of different states like i grew up in michigan and then i lived in colorado for 10 years here and then with my ex i lived in minneapolis kentucky and then back here um and I feel like it's so interesting when you move around how like even a different state can feel like a different country sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. it's wild. Um, but I have loved about how Nashville, how it's so like transient. And there's so many people from like all over that come here. But it's also very like they'll come for a short time and then they'll leave again. And so it's rare when you meet people like y'all that have been here so long and seeing the changes and like everything like that. So but I did want to hear though, like, yeah, how – tell us about your story, how you ended up falling in love and meeting from being <laughs> – 16 to now. Uh, well, we met at the time. Uh, I was best friends with her brother's best friend. So like, I was best friends with the brother. She was best friends with the sister. We had never met each other until one day we just... Which was, is crazy. Yeah, it's <laughs> like they, they hung out all the time and me and the brother hung out all the time, but we had never crossed paths until one... Apparently, she spotted me way before I spotted of her. Of course she did. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't I know. <laughs> Apparently, she was standing off in the shadows, being creepy, like, stalking me. I don't, I don't, I don't recall that. But uh, 
Yeah. Um, I think it was just like one day it just happened to align to where we, we were all, all hung out. Yeah. Like we were all just, it was just a hangout session back then. And at that time I was, I was pothead. So, you know, Me too. You know it was, it was a stoner <laughs> session. And it, the funny thing is it kind of, it kind of created a riff in my friendship because apparently he wanted to date her and, uh, and then, yeah, I'm sorry for the, telling the story. And, but and apparently, the sister wanted both of us at one point. Yeah, it I'm was, like, it, it's uh, a crazy love story. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And so, so yeah, we lost friends on that one, but we found love. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds crazy, but yeah, we, we, yeah, he stopped talking to me for like years. Years? After, yeah. Years after that. Like it was never the same. And this was like my best, best friend at the time. It was like, never the same. Yeah. It was never the same after that. All because like we found love within each other. Like, yeah. It, mm. I think it's crazy. Like when you get in situations like that, it's like the heart wants what the heart wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, if she didn't, find that with you you can't be mad at the next person that she finds it with but yeah. in my case and we still to this day like every so often we'll we'll speak but it's still not the same like, we was like brothers yeah. like mm. brothers and yeah no i hear you we i mean i won't go into all the details but we had a similar situation like we met at work friends and everything we'd both gone through divorces and after we were divorced we decided to date and um a lot of people at our work were angry, like, and it wasn't even their situation. Like we had been going through divorces, like our lives, it was really hard. You know, we'd Mm -hmm. gone through a lot and divorce is like a death. Like it's very hard to go through, you know, and we had found a friend out of that, that we could relate to each other. And there was a lot of people that for whatever reason, just hated the fact that, cause you know, they worked with us or whatever and they just were angry. And some of his, some friends that you oh, were, yeah, I lost, he lost, I lost yeah, a lot like of friends, friends that were just like over that. They were just like, yep. I don't know. And you're like, okay, but like, why can't you be happy for us? Like, right. I don't know. That was just kind of like, if you see people happy, like in the, those same people, you know, they expect everyone to, you know, give them praise in, in their life and be right. nice to them. And it's like, well, we didn't do anything to you. How are we hurting you personally by being together? Like, I don't so well, what it go ahead. No, go ahead. What it is in those cases is a lot of times we don't realize who's watching us, who's interested in us, and and who wants to make the next step, mm-hmm. next move. And then they see that there's an opening or an availability to say, Hey, I want to make that move. And somebody beats them to the punch. Now it turns into envy, hate, jealousy, mm-hmm. and all these things. But it's like, like you said, why can't we just be happy for each other? I also yeah. feel though that they lose um well you how do you say it? the benefits that they were getting mm. from the friend, you know? Mm-hmm. And because whatever couple comes together, whatever benefits they were getting before, maybe the couple come together is no longer there. I can't yeah. easily access you to do whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because now and you're then, focused on that. Yeah. So building now, that foundation with that person. Where so you're you focused can't. on love and they're focused on, man, now who am I going to Yeah, who am I going to go drink these? with and yeah. who am I going to go do this with? Well, I don't know. You got other friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. What were you going to say, though? Um, well, I was going to say, too, like when people go through situations in life, and depending on if you're on one side or the other side of the situation, a lot of people want forgiveness or, you know, grace or whatever. But if something happens on the other side, they're not quick to give forgiveness and grace mm-hmm. or, Absolutely. or, you know what I mean? Absolutely. But if it's happening to them, it's like, well, this person should have reached out to me, but they're, if, if it's switched that they're not reaching out to that person, Absolutely. you know what I mean? And you see that a lot in life and I'm guilty of it. I think we're all guilty of it, but 
you know, I think we're kind of selfish in that regard when yeah. somebody's going through something. I don't know. It's just putting yourself in someone else's shoes. Well, yeah. and I think the thing that was so confusing for both of us is that a lot of these people were so friendly to us and were so kind to us before, you know, we ended up dating. And then it was like, what, what happened? We thought you were our friends. You know, that was like, that. it was a really hard time. Yeah, thinking people are your friends and you find out they're not oh, really your friends. Me, it's yeah. like what you were saying, they were using you exactly. or like for the benefit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and you really it's like that's know. that's hard. That's a hard hit when you're like, yeah. Oh, I thought we were bros, I thought we were tight and it's like you were just using me or mm-hmm. you're being friendly to me to get something out mm-hmm. of it, you know? Yeah. You know, that's I tough. used to take those situations hard until I realized it was just God removing the people that couldn't yeah. go to the next it's level. True. Exactly. Like every time you get ready to go to another level, you might you might notice that a whole lot of stuff starts happening at once. I'm like, why is this happening? Why is this person that? Because them people can't go where you're going. Yeah, so God good. has to do something to get those people. Because naturally there's people we probably know like man i probably should have been stopped talking to them. yeah i probably should have been yeah. stopped giving them money i probably should have been stopped whatever it is you're yeah. you're giving yep. but god will create a situation and it's like hey they can't go where you're going so i had to put this there for you to get away from that person so that you could reach your next level yeah he helps you it's out. good day sean oh my gosh it's good. so true He's preaching at me. It's true. I know. <laughs> Are you, I mean, you don't. I already went to church today, man. <laughs> There's nothing missing, nothing missing, nothing's broken. <laughs> man, I used to, I used to take losing friends hard, like oh, hard, yeah. hard. Like, I can't believe these people would do. No, not no more. Thank you, God. Yeah, because yeah. I know that they couldn't go where I'm going. Yeah, and I thank you for continuously leveling me up and putting me in positions to go where I'm going. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You just got to change your perspective on things. That's right. You yeah. can have a positive outlook or a negative outlook. It's all how you look positive at outlook. Right. Yeah. And honestly, I think that the whole process we're talking about with friends and all this stuff, like, I think it helps you become more of a discerning person to where, yes. like, you can actually tell a lot quicker. Like, if there's signs that people will do and then you're like, oh, you're you're not genuine. You're not for real. Like yeah. I think having experienced so many people that weren't genuine for real, now I know a lot quicker what to look for mm-hmm. and I'm not going to fall for it so quick. It doesn't also make you a little bit more standoff, you know, yes, like I've struggled with that where I'm like, okay, well, even if I'm not going to invest in somebody, I still need to, because, you know, I do believe in, in God and I believe you need to have kindness towards people. That doesn't mean I shun people because of whatever that I have a feeling about it, but it does make me be like, I'm not going to like dive deep with you unless like I really, unless I'm seeing a proven track record of maybe some good things, you know? Right. So, but it's hard. I mean, like being an adult now too, you're just like, man, like you go through so much from all the way from when you're a kid to now with people. And like, I feel like now is like the hardest than ever when I'm like, okay, you know who I want to be with all the time? You, TJ. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. because I know you and I can trust you yeah. and you have this track record with me and we have fun together and we're best friends. And, you know, like, I'm like, what am I really want to invest my time in this earth on, you know? And I'm like, that doesn't mean I won't have friends, but I think this is ultimately the, the most important relationship. So, yeah. Yeah. This is my best friend. Like, yeah. I want to, anything that I can do, I want to do with you. you yeah. Know? And like my friends now is like, they don't get that, mm-hmm. you know? Cause I mean, I got younger friends now and, and, and that's kind of like, it's weird. It's weird having friends that's like in that 20, 21, 19. It's like yeah, y'all are still, y'all are still it. wet behind the ears. You know? <laughs> y'all, don't, y'all don't understand what it's like to have that that true foundation in your relationship where your your partner is your best friend. Yeah. And it's like like you said, I don't want to be standoffish, but it's like, man, this person know me inside out. Mm-hmm. Like I can I can open up any part of me to this person. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't do that out in the world. Yeah. 
Like, like you said, I like the word discern. Like, mm-hmm. it, it makes your discernment become a lot stronger because it's like, uh, I've seen that same sign in that person. So I know what I'm looking for now. Mm-hmm. And if you, you display any of those, it's like, I kind of got to, you know, like, hold on. <laughs> hold on. I've done seen these patterns before. <laughs> hold on. I know where this is going. Man. Well, we want to talk about this wine that we're drinking. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So you like, you both like sweet wine or like what? Yeah. I like wine in general. You like wine in general. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like the sweet wine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So what are like some wines that you usually drink? Um, oh, boy. What, what is that? Oh, Moscato. my God. Mm-hmm. Um, what is, is it Sweet Walter, I want to say? Is that the one we... Sweet Walters. Yep, Sweet Walters. That's like my number one go-to. That sounds like it's sweet. It has sweet in the name. Yeah, it's something my dad, I think my dad had grabbed it from my mom at one point. I'm Uh just like, me being me, like, let me try that. And I'm like, (laughs) I love that. But I'm like, not like big, big into wines, like Uh where I know all the different names and stuff like that. But like she said, like Moscato, the Sweet Walters is really good. There's another one I can't think of the name of right now. What is it? Riesling? I think Stella Rose. Oh, Stella, Stella Rose. Rosa. Stella Rosa. Yeah. yeah, Stella Rose is very popular. Yeah, I love yeah. Stella Rose. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. Yeah. But yeah. this one, this one, I like this one a lot. Yeah. So yeah. we're drinking a Lambrusco. Lambrusco. It's an Italian sparkling, slightly sparkling. Yeah, a little effervescence. Effervescence. Yeah. Um, no alcohol. They can actually be bone dry. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had some that are bone dry, but this one t- is more of a fruitier. Um, Lambrusco. This is one of our favorites. It's a staple that we've gotten from Trader Joe's. It's only five ninety nine, which is crazy. And there's, you know, been all these. I think there are tariffs or taxes or things that have gone up on wine over the past couple years. Mm-hmm. So many wines that we used to get uh, from Trader Joe's were like six dollars, and now they're all like eight, nine. This one has actually stayed five ninety nine, which is impressive. Which is yeah. impressive and cool. Um, but it's served chilled. It's got a lot of, I think, like blackberry uh strawberry vibes mm-hmm. yeah just very deep fruity. dark fruit mm-hmm. um great introductory wine um yeah what do y'all think about it i like I it i like it i like it a lot yeah yeah, yeah. it's you- definitely getting added to my list yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and we were saying uh telling you guys that it's also nice because it's it's a five it's like five percent alcohol right so if you want to have it earlier in the day especially on like a sunday or a brunch it's, you know, you can have a whole bottle and you're not going to be like, you know, gone. Sing around, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, it's great with pizza too. Like, you know, that salty with mm-hmm. the fruity, mm-hmm. really, 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 really good. Um, so yeah, if you're out there, check out this Lambrusco, Lambrusco for five ninety nine. It's really good. Oh, and I want you all to try the cheese. Do you like cheese? I do. Okay. So the one that that's a hatch chili, green chili cheese. I love that one. It's a little bit spicy. I like spicy. I was going to say I like mm-hmm. spicy. And they only have this one right now, like during like the next like two months. Seasonal. It's a seasonal. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, I made him um, a BLT with that last night. I melted it and made him like a sandwich. And it was, that was really bomb. I would have really been a fat kid, heaven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a good. big cheese person, though. I'm good. really love obsessed cheese. with cheese. Yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> cheese and wine. Cheese and wine. This is a perfect combo. Oh, it's yeah. the best combo. I'm gonna try the other one. What's yeah. this one? My big thing. I'm a big chip fan. That's like, just a white I cheddar. I love chips. Yeah. I love Which potatoes I like that one a lot in general. Potatoes. Potatoes. Yeah. Potatoes. I mean, anything potato related. Anything <laughs> potato related. Hash like browns, anything potato. Anything potatoes. Okay, I bet you I could find someone. You like potato salad. I love potato salad. But 
every kind of potato salad because some potato salad can have mm. like way too much mayo in yeah, it and it's yeah. gross. Well, you got to know how to make it. Yeah, you got to know how to make it. You got to know how to make it. It's a balance. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But pretty much potatoes, I love. Hey, yeah. You should cut it. I love potatoes. Trellis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you uh, told us you were born in Puerto Rico. Yeah. But then this man is from Unionville. Tell us that story of how the two became one. Mm. <laughs> well, um, I was born in Puerto Rico. My parents are both Puerto Rican. Uh, we moved to New Jersey, Trenton, when I was four. Um, stayed there around till I was 19, which was not easy because that was a whole different world for me. But so was going from New Jersey to Unionville. Um, I had a baby at age 19. My stepmother and my father are already stationed in Unionville, Tennessee at that time. And I came to visit <laughs> and ended up staying. And, and now they have custody of that very child. Mm. Um, but I was going through a very dark moment. I wasn't a mother. I wasn't the example he needed. Mm. So it was a tough choice for me to allow my father and his wife to raise him to be the man that he is today. Mm. But along the lines, we, I kept going to school and working and all that type of stuff and ran into him. And then... <laughs> We're here. The rest is history. The rest is really history. <laughs> Puerto Rico is a very beautiful place. Um, it's an island. Yeah. So um, I was always grounded to nature there. Mm. When we moved to New Jersey, I was always in the house because my parents knew like very little English. Mm. Um, so we were pretty much sheltered into the house a lot. And growing up was tough. We were always getting broken into people stealing our stuff. There was a year that even my underwear got stolen. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Um, and a couple days before Christmas, we were robbed. Like that was just the lifestyle there. Um, so when I had my child and I moved here, I feel like it was the better choice for his upbringing. However, mentally, I wasn't nowhere near a mother figure. So... I had to grow through that. Yeah. And I'm just grateful that some, you know, God placed somebody as such as him to allow me to see myself, my flaws, my strengths, and vice versa. Because who I am today, I have three other children mm -hmm. that literally are like little magnets to me. <laughs> and <laughs> I can literally like walk two steps and they're right literally. there. Literally. And it's like a reflection of where I used to be and where I am today is a whole different environment, mentally, physically, psychologically, all of it. Hmm. Which goes back to what we were talking about um, off air, I guess, yeah. at that time. Um, just me being there for that moment, because that was one of her hardest moments was, you know, making that decision to let her father raise her oldest and her being there through the whole, like when I kind of found out about the adopted thing. Well, not found out, but when it all set in, I was like 16, so I kind of just spiraled. So she was there for that. I was there for, you know, her making the biggest decision she's made in her life. So it's it's those things right there that built our foundation. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it, it's, it's, it hurts, the things that we've been through, but it's like it, it 
on the other side, it's like at least we had each other at that time. Like, well, and it makes your your pack stronger too. Yeah. Knowing yeah, like, that what each other have gone through and the pain and everything, it, it makes you guys stronger. It makes absolutely. You yeah, they kind of reflected to one another yeah. in essence. Because if I'm over here having to give rights to my father to raise my son and how, how it, it impacted me, he's getting to witness the very thing that his the mother effects. probably went through. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's, like, it's kind of so, crazy how it mirrored like, one another. We yeah. got to witness the behind the scenes of what it could potentially have been for the other people. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. And which, that gave us perspective. Which might have given you more grace to your biological mom. Right. It did. You it know? did. Because seeing it for her, like, that wasn't an easy thing. And then, it wasn't. like yeah. I was saying off air, like, once I actually talked to her and, and got to hear her story, it's like, oh. It brought a whole different perspective. Because, like, at first, you know, hearing that is like, you just think naturally, like, you didn't care about me. Right, mm-hmm. like that's that's that was my first thought. Like, how could you not care about your own son? And then on the flip side of that, it's like it was nothing close to that. Like, you did it because you cared, mm-hmm. not exactly. because you didn't care. And like, you know, when growing up hearing like you're adopted, this because my my uh, adopted family they didn't hide it from me. They explained it to me from a very young age. But my brain always processed it as they didn't care. Mm-hmm. And then once you realize they did it because they cared, it's like, oh, I can let go of that hate. I can let go of that malice because you did it to give me better. Mm-hmm. Because at that time she knew that I, I can't give you a better life. Yeah, I think it would be it would have been selfish of me to just string along this little being into this life. Just hey, deal with my issues. You know, mm-hmm. like why not give you the opportunity to be the greater version of yourself mm-hmm. and not have you witnessing all the darkness that's within me at this mm-hmm. time. Now I can look at him and it, it hurts. It still hurts. It's going to continue to hurt because I missed out. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I see the growth. I see the beautiful side of things that I know for a fact that I wouldn't have gave him. Mm. He's went into football. He's in college. Those things where I was would have never been where he would have been here today. You know? Yeah. It also sounds like you had a really hard childhood. I mean, growing up and living in a home that's being robbed a lot, like that sounds really scary as a kid. And I had to be the tough one. I yeah. was the mother figure to my brother who's epileptic. Right. My mother, you know, my parents were divorced when I was 10. Mm-hmm. So from that moment, I had to be the mother figure while she was working, providing to be able to pay bills and all that stuff. I was the caretaker. Mm-hmm. I had to be. There was no, you know. Yeah. There was no in between. And he's epileptic. He had seizures. I saved his life before. I've seen him blue to the face. Yeah. And I had to run at a young age, get help. Right. So a lot of those things built me to where I am today. And I'm grateful, but it was not easy. And something I definitely wouldn't want for a child to see mm-hmm. because I want better for you. You know? And I feel like now where I am today, the ones that I have in my possession get to witness the... <laughs> The healthy relationship, yeah. the being able to communicate that I hurt your feelings, you can tell mm-hmm. me. I will be quick to forgive or quick to ask for forgiveness to my own child who's seven mm. because their emotions matter just as well as mine. I can express myself and you can express yourself and we can love each other in the end. 
Which Still. goes back to what I was saying about teaching my boys about vulnerability and men. Like, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have mm-hmm. feelings and emotions and feel things. Just understand why you feel what you feel. That's what I always tell my kids is like, why do you feel what you feel? Because sometimes there, you, you go through things that or have feelings that you can't explain. And it's like, so let's let's sit down and 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 analyze. Why do you feel what you feel? Well, I feel the way I feel because of this. Okay, now you're understanding the emotion versus just feeling the emotion. And learning how to let it go. Yeah, learning how to deal with that Because emotion. a lot of times when you're in your own mind, a lot of us are, we're on, in our own mind. And a lot of times we'll hold on to things that have already passed and went. It's done. Mm-hmm. You can't change it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're still holding on to the pain that it brought. Mm-hmm. And I was one of those. And when I learned to just let it go, oh my God, I feel like a whole new world. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. Wow. I can tell that though. It's like really cool. Like that you, all this stuff that y'all have been through have like just given you a new perspective on like parenting and caring for people and like teaching such good lessons. Like everything you're saying, I'm like, man, that's just so hard. I think if you didn't have that modeled as a parent then to do that. And so I think then you guys recognizing that and being like, no, we're going to, we're going to do this. You know, I don't, I don't know about your adoptive parents. It sounds like they were great. Um, they sounds are. like you had a really good, good role models there. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, it's such a, a big topic of like family and what that does to you and all these things, you know, and how that affects you the rest of your life. But I think it's like really neat that y'all have like used everything for like good. You know, mm-hmm. it sounds like you you really love your kids too. Like, yeah. I, did you guys like light up talking about your kids? Yeah. Tell us about your kids. <laughs> Look, I'm going to war for them. That's, yeah, that's I'm going to war for them. <laughs> yeah, but they all have totally different personalities. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. But they all look like me. <laughs> they, they do. <laughs> <laughs> what do they think about the music? Oh, they love it. Yeah. That they're how I know what song to put out. Oh, okay. Like if I if, like every time I do a new song, like I don't let anybody hear it before she hears it. And of course, my you know my kids are there, so they all hear it at the same time. If they're not like almost instantaneously dancing or trying to sing it, it's like you know uh, it's not a hit. maybe maybe that's not the one because there there's songs that they will randomly just pop up. Songs I don't forgot that I made that oh they'll gosh. just pop up and start singing and be like, maybe I should put that one out. Yeah. Next. you know. So they love my music, yeah, especially my little rock star, which side, is another aspect of. Uh, the fi- family dynamic. A lot of people let go of their dreams because, hey, go to school, go to do this. You got to do it by the book. But as a dreamer, like who's just passionate about one specific thing, they get to witness, never give up. Mm-hmm. Because no matter how long it takes, you're so passionate about that one thing, it's going to come through. Mm. It's yeah. going to come to success. Mm. You just got to see it through. Mm. And I think that's beautiful also because I, I feel like a lot of our growing up um, what our parents lacked, what their parents lacked or what whatsoever, like a lot of them let go of their dreams or they stick to the regular schmegular, do Get it by the job, book. You know, this is how life is. And I'm like the rebel in that aspect because mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I homeschool our kids because yeah. I just believe like, I want you to like go dig for the things that you want to know about. Search for those things. I don't want you to just know these basics. Yeah, you're going to get the basics. Yeah. But at the same time, I want you to still yearn to learn different things outside of what itself. I'm giving you. Yeah, through life itself. For yourself. Because I don't like history, but she, my daughter loves history. So 
if that's something that you're really passionate about, dig into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feed your mind mm-hmm. everything that it desires to know. Yeah. I can't limit you there. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. Wow. You guys have been like so inspirational to talk to you today. Seriously. <laughs> this has been awesome. It's been really, really this great. And been like any other podcast we've done. It's good. Yes. Yeah. It's been yeah. awesome. I feel like this has been a really good Sunday. So One they, I'm very thankful for. Deshaun, I got a serious question for you. Um, watching your music video, which everybody who's listening should go check out Deshaun's music videos. Please do. Um, <laughs> we'll how, say at the how, end where to find all that at. How did you get your eyes to be like that? The white? Yeah. yeah. Contacts. Uh, the contacts. contacts. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> did was it, it hurt? Hard to Look see. how you hurt. <laughs> no. No? No, no. It's, it's your normal vision. It's like just the the center of the contact. It's like you can just see straight through the center. Now, when you look off to the side, you might see a little blur of white. Yeah. Did you just want to wear them all the time? I I thought it looked like he was like a warrior person. Yeah, I mean, it looked like, yeah. It's going to be part of my aesthetic from here on out. Like, it might not be in every video, just depending on the emotion or what I'm trying, what message I'm trying to purvey through it. But um, have you ever heard uh, like, like your higher self? Kind, like spiritually, kinda. like the higher yeah. self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's, when that's you see those, thought. that's like the representation of higher self. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like it's a spiritual thing. It's like spiritual. the uh, spiritual yeah. awareness. Oh, like your eyes are open kind of. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Okay. There you Look go. at you. Okay. There you go. Catching the vision. Yeah. Very cool. But I don't, I don't want to, it's like, I want to make it a part of my like aesthetic, but like shout out to Hobson. Like, I don't know if y'all have ever heard the rapper Hobson before, Mm-mm. but that's like, that was his thing from like day one. He came out with the white contacts and that was always just his aesthetic. Okay. So I don't want people to feel like I'm taking that like from him. Like trying to copy him or something. But like, he is an inspiration because that man, he, he's a, he's a oh. genius with that pen. Yeah, he's really We're cool. all inspired <laughs> by other people though. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Totally. We've done, we've copied things that we've seen. Oh, yeah. And as long as you, you give him credit, too. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, that's why I have the same yeah. last <laughs> like, like, I'm not taking yeah. from him, but it was inspired by yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was cool. Well, I had to, I had to ask that. So, uh, tell everybody where to find you. Yeah. And well, your music. say what's next. Yeah. What's you next? said you're what's working next? on new music. Yes. What's that next? Yeah, so, what's next? Um, I got a song coming out called Turn Back Time. And it's for anybody that's ever lost somebody like close to him. Yeah. It's probably. Right at, at this moment, it's my most emotional song. Going back to being vulnerable, uh-huh. and all it, this is my most vulnerable song because it's uh, it was my godmother, like my spiritual godmother, like not my. It's, it's kind of hard to explain. Like she was just she took me on as a godson. Mm. It wasn't like a, from day one or anything like that. But she passed away almost a year ago, mm. and uh, I wrote this song about her. And it's it's one of the most painful songs I've ever wrote. And just kind of talking about it chokes me up a little bit. Mm. But we just finalized finalized that song what uh monday monday i think yeah monday we finalized it so it will be out sometime in september you're doing a video along with it yeah i'm gonna try yeah i'm gonna try because i know it's gonna be hard to get through that video without yeah. yeah 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 so i'm, I'm gonna try yeah your it's, production it's is so good it's really good yeah thank yeah. you shout out to brandon for that brandon you're doing a killer <laughs> job man i don't know what you're doing but keep doing it yeah shout out to brandon <laughs> for that yeah, no, and R J Payson because he he made uh, quite a few of my beats. The yeah. sun goes down. He produced that, yeah, like mixed that and mastered too. that. Yeah. So, no, yeah, I got a good, good. team. Bro. Yeah, you do. You're surrounded by good people, yeah. especially this one right here. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, no, this has been an honor to interview you guys, and and definitely tell them where they can find you on on social media um, and music and all that. Yeah, thank Instagram, Facebook, 
and TikTok, it should all be the same. Deshaun Courtner, D-E-Y-S-E-A-N-C-O-R-T-N-E-R. If it's not that on Instagram, it'll be Deshaun Music, which I think that's what my Instagram is, is mm-hmm. Deshaun Music. So same thing, D-E-Y-S-E-A-N, then music. Uh, TikTok, Deshaun Courtner as well. Like, just hit them all. Hit them all. Hit them all. I'm yeah. on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, all the major platforms. Wherever you can listen TikTok to music. has more of the uh, gems. Yeah, my, my TikTok is where I do my motivational videos. Like, I, I mix my music in and out of it, but I do, like, more motivational videos. On yeah. That, that Things people can, you know, Relate to. Yeah, relate yeah, to. Yeah, that's cool. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll we'll put all... Yeah, we'll like, tag it all. We'll tag it all and put yep. it all out that in the podcast, too. Yeah, so. Well, it's yes. been an honor, guys. Thanks for making the trek out to Franklin from Unionville. Thank you yes, for having thank us. Thank you for having us. Cheers, Yay. y'all. Cheers. Yay. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.